Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast again. My name is David Young, host of the podcast and founder of Drone Launch Academy. Today, we are talking to Tom Erke. He is the president of a drone company called Swamp Fox Aerial. Uh, and Swamp Fox it focuses on aerial imaging in the LiDAR space. So they do survey grade LiDAR work. And Tom's entry into business was a little bit different than some of the interviews we've had on the podcast so far. And that's some of the things I love about, or one of the things I love about the podcast and these interviews is that there's so many different uh, approaches and different ways people are um, coming into the industry. So it's really cool for you guys and for myself to hear how it's worked for um, different people and to hopefully give you some ideas uh, if you're thinking about doing this on ways you might be able to get uh, involved or ways you can get into the business. So um, again, I try not to give away too much with the, these intros, but um, Tom started with investors and kind of went straight for the top. But some some of the things I love about our conversation, uh, two things really. Number one was Tom's commitment to focus on a specific industry or niche uh, that he could master and become very, very valuable in. And I think that's something we are really trying to push here on these uh, podcast episodes and something we're trying to convince you is a good idea is to focus on a specific topic type of application or niche or industry, uh, and Tom does that really well. Um, and number two, I just really like how he's um, invested heavily into uh, the survey grade uh, LiDAR, which we haven't heard so far on the on the episode, um, and I think that's really, really interesting to hear about and to hear him talk about, um, so I think it's really, really cool. All right. So we will talk to Tom, uh, and just wanted to comment before we dive into the interview, uh, we've gotten some really good reviews so far on the podcast, so thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time to leave a review. And some people are leaving uh, their comments, so you can either just leave five stars and be done with it, or if you hate it, you can leave one star and be done with it. Um, But you can also type in some stuff to tell other people what you do like about it or don't like about it. So um, really appreciate that, and we're getting some new comments in there on um, what people think about it. So I love seeing those, so keep that up. There will be a link, either in the email that you got about this podcast or in the show notes to the podcast, um, a link where you can leave a review, or if you're on iTunes, just go to the review section. Super appreciate that. If you do leave a review, shoot me an email at david at dronelaunchacademy.com. Let me know. And uh, for this episode, I'll shoot you a, a free Drone Launch Academy t-shirt to say thanks. Um, and again, one more plug, as always, we've got a few courses. Uh, you can check it out uh, at courses.dronelaunchacademy.com slash courses. Uh, it's kind of redundant. We're switching that up soon, but that's where you can find it for now. And if you use the promo code PODCAST50, you get 50 bucks off of our um, Part 107 prep course, which helps you prepare for the test you need to take if you want to be a commercial drone pilot. All right. All of my pitching is over. Uh, let's get down to what you came here for, which is the interview with Tom Erke. So here we are. Take it away, Tom. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Today, I have Tom Erke on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for coming on, Tom. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So why don't we get started? Um, Like the other podcasts we've done, 
Uh, typically, this will go, you know, we'll get some background about your story, how you got into drones, um, how you've built uh, your current business, and then we'll get into talking a little bit about uh, advice and tips that you might have for future drone pilots or people who might be looking to, to get into this space as well. So why don't we start from the beginning and have you tell us about how you originally got into drones and kind of your story there. Okay, sure. Yeah, my uh, background, I used to run an investment fund, um, ran that for 10 years and sold it. And uh, as part of that, I was also doing a little investment banking work. And I ended up representing a company that was involved in drones. And I represented them in the sale to an engineering company and really fell in love with the business model uh, of, of what, what they were doing, particularly as it relates to topographical mapping and surveying. Uh, and so I ended up representing them in the sales, uh, hoping that they were going to bring me on as part of the uh, as part of the deal. But I, they didn't want the infrastructure, and so I sort of let them know that hey, you, you're probably going to have a competitor because I really like what what they were up to. So it was a really eye opening thing about what drones could do, the capabilities, how they're changing the way things are done in all sorts of businesses and uh and as it, as it sort of goes if you're if you're looking to really sink your teeth into something you need a growth industry that is changing rapidly and so this kind of had it all and that's how uh, we did it i partnered up with a guy that i used to work with uh he has a big real estate uh background uh he's, he's in touch with a lot of builders and developers uh engineers and surveyors and we put our heads together um we brought in uh uh, I'm Jamie Goldrick, who is our um, chief of operations, and we hired a couple of pilots and suddenly found ourselves with a company. <laughs> That's pretty much how it started. Wow, awesome. So you just you just jumped straight into it, huh? Just kind of went went full speed. You know, we hear some we hear some yeah, was, kind of trickle in, but you're just, you know, you got going right away. No, it was uh yeah, we jumped in with both feet and 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 some sometimes wish we'd taken a little slower, but yeah, <laughs> no, we we fell down the learning curve head over heels. So hey, it's I guess been, uh, it's been quite a ride for the last nine months. Okay, yeah, I was gonna ask how long you've been doing it. So nine months. I was gonna say at least you uh at least doing it this way, one of the benefits is you're kind of forced to uh, forced to to make sure you're getting up to speed as quickly as possible. Um, yeah, no, and it was thrust it was thrust upon us. We also jumped into probably one of the more complicated areas, uh, doing lidar survey grade lidar for oh. you know uh, using certi- certified surveys, and that is a whole other world in terms of complexity. Yeah, and so sure. I think it was probably like graduating from college and jumping right into brain surgery but we've uh you know again we've we've learned we've learned how uh we learned a lot of lessons along the way and and uh you know seem to have it have got our team down and our knowledge base is pretty sound and we're we've been our blessed that's great you know, last few jobs have really gone seamlessly that's awesome. So with uh, so with this company, it sounds like you know you had some exposure to someone else who was doing something similar and saw the opportunity and, and kind of followed suit. So did you guys go straight to mapping and, and lidar, or were there some intermediate steps in between? No, we we went straight to mapping lidar. We raised a little bit of capital and we purchased a uh, Regal Mini Vox sensor, so it's on the higher end of the the spectrum and how much uh, the reason we did I, I think when it's all said and done it was probably two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Oh wow, yeah. Um 
and 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 the reason is it's a it's a fascinating piece of equipment. You they you it, it shoots hundreds of thousands or thousands of laser beams a second out of the bottom of it, and mm-hmm. it catches the you know sort of registers and returns at the speed of light, and mm-hmm. can provide really accurate uh, mapping data. So, for instance, you can fly over uh, you know in some cases a forested piece of property and capture uh just you know returns right to the ground right through the trees and so whereas it oh, may wow. take a surveyor here a surveyor you know eight or ten weeks to to really go out and capture uh, a survey we can fly it in an afternoon and then you know in, in some cases have the data back within a week or two weeks and uh you know sometimes it'll take a little longer in terms of the processing but at the end of the day, for the most part, we strive to get it back to the customers in 10 days and to a builder and to an engineer. That's really a lot of value because yeah. they have so much money tied up in the property. So if they can cut six or eight or 10 weeks off of their project, it saves them a lot of money. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so with this, are you, so how many team members do you have on your, in your company right now? Well, we have a partner processor. Uh, we've got Frank, who's in business, Frank Basha, who's our head of business development. Uh, MJ McGoldrick is the head of operations. I am president, and we have two pilots. So that's that's the uh, extent of our direct operations. And in the meantime, we've developed a network of pilots uh, that we can use to outsource uh, for other other jobs, cell towers, and uh, just other types of work that we can find. Yeah, so, cool. Uh, it's our team. It's our team that works on the the you know lidar mostly. Um, we also do some some work with thermal and multispectral cameras, uh, which can you know can help in some environmental. Uh, that seems to be where we found some traction is in environmental uh, remediation work um, with the with the multispectral camera, and uh, we've also found some some decent work with uh, uh, landfills. Okay. Now with landfills, are you doing just like volumetric type stuff with that or other types of work? Yeah, volumetric type stuff, yes. Cool, cool. Uh, Now walk us through a little bit, you know, so there will probably be people on here that are listening that aren't as familiar with, um, well, you've already described what LIDAR is essentially in the nice snippet, which I thought was a good description, but they might not be familiar with how LIDAR is used uh, to kind of help uh, engineers or why engineers or, or might might even need this period so do you want to walk through a quick sure. uh, use case for people to say hey here's why people hire us and here's kind of the value we provide sure so when um when a surveyor does a, a, a typical surveyor so so surveyors are an interesting case because in in some cases they are not a fan of ours um when when we first start talking to them because it appears that we may be you know taking the jobs of surveyors which is absolutely wrong and and not accurate what we're able to do is we're able to provide the surveyor uh value as a service provider we can go out and basically cut their biggest cost which is having boots on the ground uh for a lot of time so for instance we flew a job just recently uh it was a 450 acre piece of property. It was fully wooded throughout, and the uh, and it had a it had a fall of 300 feet or so from one end of the property to the other. So it was it would have been a really difficult 
job to survey that. They would have had to go out, they would have had to cut lines for the trees, and even then you would have, you know, survey points every 25 meters or so, 50 meters. And so you would you would have, you know, however many accurate data points that would give you over the course of the course of property. But there was so much topography and so much change in this property that when 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 we fly it rather than posting out in, in sort of a grid pattern across, we get a LIDAR point wherever the LIDAR points hit the ground or wherever the laser hits the ground and we can mm. we can strip that out. So we're able to provide. So the, the reason why LIDAR is valuable is, I mean, there's a, the, the use case is this. We can do, it, it, it's, it gathers data, the topographical data much faster than a traditional surveyor can uh, because we can do it in one day. We can typically do it, uh, you know, in, a, in an overall project case a lot less expensively and then the data that we get is really rich data instead of just getting a grid of you know data points we we actually provide sort of a carpet of data of yeah. the entire ground and what what surveyors uh as, as well as other as well as other industries uh use that for is they can build a 3d point cloud on it. and what we can do from there is give them that data they can put it in the civil 3d or or any any number of uh surveying programs and then they can put contours and and do all the elevation and topographical maps um you know and in the meantime visually what we can do is we can strip off uh we can strip the trees and and shrubs off the property so we can see what the ground looks like is you know with all of that gone you actually get a completely you know accurate picture of of the uh the ground without having to guess what's underneath the trees Right, right. No, that's awesome. And so, who are your so, tip? So okay. that, that can happen. Well, that so I was going to say, and I think this dovetailed in your next question. What um, uh, we'll we'll go, we'll we'll do that for surveyors. And what what will happen is, whereas they used to send their guys out in the field, when we do this work, we can now fly it. We give them the data, and then they they put that data into their uh, software program, and they use that to certify the topographical survey. We we don't do boundaries. That's uh, you know, largely illegal in, in most states, I think, for to do aerial boundary surveys. But you know, the topographical stuff still has to be certified. So we'll do that. When you're finding a, a use case, if you're looking, if you're a landowner, for instance, and you have a piece of property, we uh, you can fly it, and we don't have to get the survey grade accuracy. So we can do that fairly quickly. We don't have to put down ground control and all that. But with our with our uh, drone we can probably get to four or five six inch accuracy uh without that and provide them a good look so if there's a prospective buyer they'll they'll know exactly what they're getting without having to pay for a survey um in a lot of cases in a lot of cases we'll we'll find developers or builders and they'll go out and they'll they'll buy a piece of land and then halfway through they'll 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 discover there's something in the middle of property that you know, that makes their project, that changes up the economics of their project. Either they can't build in a certain area or it's going to cost a lot more to blast out the rock or do something. Mm-hmm. And so if we can if we can mitigate some of that risk up front by giving them a good picture of it fairly inexpensively, that's another big usage for it. Yeah, no, that's great. I feel like it's it's you can hear about the technology, think, oh, that's cool. But then, you know, once you really start drilling in, there's so many different ways it can be used in ways people can benefit from that same kind of information, but so much faster. So, um, that's really cool. I was going to ask or follow up with, you know, are, so your typical clients, are they, are you working directly with surveyors or do you, or do you work mostly with like directly with builders and, and developers? I'm just kind of curious where you guys plug in to some of these larger jobs. It's, 
it, it's both. Um, the some of the surveyors we work with is uh, the the builders drove our initial sales, and then some of the surveyors we work with have come back to us afterwards when, once they've gotten another job. Um, but for the most part, uh, you know, the, the builders are the one where they, they really see the, e the immediate economic benefit and yeah. the surveyors, uh, sort of understand the economic benefit as, as, as it goes along. So, so to that end, we're, we're, I, and, and, and it may be simply because, uh, my, my partner's background is very much in real estate development. And so that's where his contacts lie. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we, we also have a financial partner uh, in the firm. Um, and they're a big land acquisition group. So we have a lot of ties gotcha. into that world, uh, that's just nice. uh, natural ties into that world. Yeah. And that, that's, that's one thing that I would suggest anyone getting into this is to make sure that you have a natural customer base be uh -huh. because you have to understand their business. So that in, in order to, to give them the product that they want, right, right. that was a lesson that we learned along the way. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, you know, one, one problem where I've got, you know, several questions floating in my head right now for follow-up, but one of them is, you know, a big problem I hear people say is they're not, I hear them say they're not sure how to get clients or they don't know where to find clients. But I think also wrapped in that is that they're not confident in what value they're trying to provide to people and what they're communicating to, you know, prospective clients. But for those folks, what would you say, or what advice might you have uh, as far as, how to how to get clients, how to find work, um, any business development um, tips you might have for people that are kind of near the beginning stages of business. Sure, and and again, we're not we're not far from there, so it's a it's yeah, a pretty appropriate question. Sure. The, um, what, 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 if I was going to go back and and do it, we sort of backed into to this, and I I think it's been uh, it, this is this is sort of our takeaway on it, but. It, because the the drones really, I mean, everyone calls it the drone industry or, you know, they, they talk about drones, but at the end of the day, the drones are really just a, a, a way of bringing a, a, either a camera or a sensor of some type uh, and, and putting it in a position that it formerly couldn't have been put into. So right. it's changing up, obviously, the way that, that data is gathered everywhere. And so what what I would argue is that you need to have your, you need to define your application rather than just go in and think you're going to get into the drone business. You need to figure out what, what product you're going to provide and then, and then learn to do that well. And again, uh, we, we've learned some, some bitter lessons with LIDAR and it's, it's, but it, we've learned, we, we've gotten through them and we, we've gotten to the point where we understand a very complex thing. So there, there are less, there are less complex uh, business models or, or applications that you can do. And, and for instance, one of them is flying thermal cameras. You can, you can fly over and tell far, farmers, for instance, that, you know, how their, their crops are healthy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a whole lot of processing or back end knowledge. It's really, that's just about flying the drone. And then the, the higher up the spectrum we go, the more complicated it gets. And so I guess I would say that there's a lot of, uh, easier work that, that and regular work that we're trying to also get ourselves into mm -hmm. to offset the more complex LIDAR jobs uh, that we're working on. And that, that can be anything from farmers to, uh, to realtors to, we. in fact, we just put a, uh, we just flew a guy the yacht last week uh, and, and they're putting that in the, the boat manufacturer, the yacht manufacturer called us and wants us to put our footage and our 
pictures that we captured on the website. So once once you start finding these applications, you, the, the hard part is just making sure that you keep your, your uh, drones in the air. And so the, the lower-end application is a much more predictable revenue stream, and it, it's harder to you know mess up i think sure now with the yacht i'm just curious did you you were doing lidar with the yacht right you were just was it more of just you know taking pictures no, video was, for marketing was, stuff yeah yeah this was a phantom um it's actually a friend oh, of mine okay he we we he wanted it uh he's trying to sell the he was trying to sell his boat so he wanted it for that and then uh, he sent the boat manufacturer and so they they liked what they saw and so oh, that cool. was just it was just photography, but I mean, again, the, the product, getting back to your original question, the product there is the actual footage set to music, you know, cut and spliced yep. properly using some kind of movie uh, movie making software. I didn't do it. Uh, one of our pilots did. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing that, we weren't thinking about drones. We were thinking about that's what he wanted was the footage at the end. So you really have to focus on the end product. Right. And then figure out how to use drones to get you there. Yeah, exactly. If you reverse that process, it becomes harder. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times what we tell people is, you know, it's not that, it's not that hard to go buy a drone and put it in the air, right? You know, it's what you can do with the, what the drone it's giving you. So it's, you know, for your, at least for you, actually, it is kind of hard to, with the equipment that you have, the really expensive equipment, it is hard to go out and buy that. And then, you know, there's a lot of learning curve on that with the LiDAR stuff. But with, you know, buying a Phantom 4, you know, there's a lot of people that can afford to purchase a Phantom 4 and throw it in the air. But, you know, you also, like you said, you need to be focused on the product on, you know, knowing how to edit the video correctly and all that other stuff that comes with it. So, you know, everybody can work with the same ingredients, but get different, you know, end results. So I think that's really good advice. Exactly. Focusing on the product. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, I'm just curious, with some of these bigger LiDAR jobs, maybe you can give us a range, like what are typical, like, size jobs dollar amount wise because i mean it sounds like this equipment it, it's expensive right you said you, it was like over two hundred thousand dollars to get to to get up and running with that you know lidar sensor on the drone you know so what type i mean i'm assuming that there are a lot uh you know larger um jobs dollar wise but do you have like a like a typical range um some of these lidar jobs might go for well there's not really a typical range because the a lot of the so the the revenue that we charge for the uh, job on a very complex survey type job where we have to get to within you know two or three or four centimeters uh, in order for the surveyor to say hey this is accurate enough to, to put my stamp on it uh, there's a lot of processing that goes into that so it, it's it's hard to say. You know, if you're flying something that's very flat and doesn't have a lot of, uh, you know, pre-cover, you know, it, it'll it'll be a lot less than than uh, if if you're flying something very complicated with a lot of hills and trees and vegetation and rock and such. So, I know that's a long way of, of answering it, but at the end of the day, if we have to go out and do a, you know, full you know, full on tree survey, we, we price it by the day. And again, I, I can't give you the exact parameters we use, um, to price it, but it's because we don't really, we, we price the job as a whole and how much processing we're going to have to put into it. So, uh, you know, again, I, I can't really give you uh, an answer for that, except to say that, you know, we've, we've had jobs 
where we've flown over, you know, at, at, at you know, greater than $20,000 a day. We've had jobs where we've flown at, at less than, you know, $10,000 a day, but it's all based on how difficult the process, processing is going to be. And again, a lot of that money doesn't go to us. It goes to the, the our partner who, who processes the, the jobs yeah. themselves. Yeah, no, that's so, good. I mean, and, and that's it, all. There's no, it's really, it's a, because because there's there's all there's when you get into this too you have to realize sometimes we're partnering with uh, surveyors we're gonna we'll have to you know figure out do we put out ground control does someone else put out ground control uh, or, you know or the how clear are the boundaries what are the overflows there's all sorts of things that we you know what are they really hoping to capture on the properties it just topography or are they looking for you know uh, as built or you know any other things that could be out there and so there's do they need anything diagrammed? Is there going to be some, um, you know, volumetric work that we can do with it? So again, the, the jobs are just all over the board and, and the ones that we've charged the most on, we've actually made the least on. we've found. So <laughs> is that just because there's so many other people involved? involved? Yeah. Yeah. It, and so it's, it's not a, uh, there's, there's, I wish I could give you a firm answer, but we can't. No, that's fine. And that's really all I was looking for is, you know, because there's a lot of people out here have, might have no idea. They're like, okay, do you, do you get paid $500 to do this job or do you get paid, you know, $20,000? You know, so I think it's just, I was just looking for a range. So, you know, like it's, so yeah. it's in the, it's in the five figures for, for these jobs because it sounds like there's a lot Typically, of, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of people involved. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. So yeah, I understand it. It, it varies based on the complexity and how much time is involved and who's involved. Um, but I think that's just good for people to hear, exactly. you know, like you made a big investment, but you know, you know, a lot of these jobs are, you know, they, since they are more complex, you can command a lot higher rate than if you were just to go, you know, take some photographs of somebody's, uh, house that they were selling, you know, this is a completely different, completely different, uh, animal. So, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 and I, I'm not I'm not kidding when I say that the jobs that we've charged the most for we've made the least on. It's sort of a crazy inverse relationship thus far that we're trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, one, sure. of the, one of the parts of the learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You know, like you said, you only been up for nine months, so it sounds like you guys are are uh, you know you've dove in and and are are doing well with it. And like anything new, you know, you're going to have to learn and figure stuff out. So. Um, what would you say, I was going to say on that, what would you say as you've been, you know, doing in this new venture, what's been the, the biggest challenge or the, maybe the least expected challenge, something that came up that you weren't really expecting or that was really challenging that you, you thought you didn't think it was going to be that way? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I can tell you that it's finding, finding the right partners. Um, we've, in, in, because it's a new industry and because there's, you know, we always sort of use the the expression when people ask about the drone industry, we always say name a drone company and very few people can. Mm-hmm. They might be able to say DJI, who's a manufacturer, but the drone services company, there really is no giant player out there right now. Um, and so, I mean, there, there are some who people in the industry might know, but to the general person on the street, it's not like, the, you know, you say name a computer company and people say Apple or they'll say IBM and you know, no one, there's Hewlett Packard, no one out there. Um, there's no one out there that has sort of that, that, uh, brand recognition yet. And it's because it's fragmented industry and because it's fragmented industry, uh, you people, I, I found that this is an industry that, you know, you work with your competitors in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're competing against them for work, but there's enough work that, you know, there's, there's a lot of knowledge sharing and, and, uh, there's, you know, equipment usage and, and just ways of working together that, 
you know, it really, really makes it sort of fun and, and interesting and collegial. On the flip side of that is if you get a bad partner or you get a partner that, that doesn't deliver what they say they're going to, it can really cause a lot of strife. And, you know, when that happens, at least in our world with LIDAR, there's a lot of rework and a lot of reflying and there's a lot of doubling up on costs. And, mm. and so it's very important to anyone you partner with, make sure you, you, you know, thoroughly vet them, make sure they're, you know, good people and, and helpful and, you know, you know, do what they say they're going to do because it's that's where that's where we've really stumbled in a, in a couple of cases yeah um it wasn't necessarily you know anything that we we did or couldn't have done but it's a it's a changing industry and, and you know everyone can come at it from a different way and you have to make sure you're just on the same page with your partners everyone we've met in the industry has been great it's just that sometimes our business model and theirs didn't mesh as much as it did on paper or mm. right when we entered in it. But, you know, as time goes by, you'll find the people that you work really well with. And so we put together a, a really interesting team and a network of partners that, that we, you know, we're very confident in now and that we can count on. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think it's good advice because really no matter what business you go into, even if you're totally flying solo, uh, you're going to end up partnering with people in some, some form or fashion, whether it's referrals or, uh, we're actually partners in fulfilling the work product. So yeah, I think that's wise advice for, for anything you're working on. Um, one thing I was going to ask was, um, oh yeah, do you, so are you spending, you said you're the president of the company. Do you, so you spend most of your time kind of managing everything, getting the jobs in and getting the pilots to the right places and, and the, all the partnerships. Or are you actually out there? Uh, do you ever do any of the flying yourself? Um, yeah, I'm 51 years old and never really grew up playing video games. Flying those things scares me to death, <laughs> although I am a pilot and I know how to do it. Yeah, uh, The pilots that we have are uh, they're younger and they're, they've got pretty agile thumbs. And so they're a lot better at it. Um, yeah. that, that being said, I do go out on site a lot uh, because I like, I like to be out there. I like to make sure that we're... we're you know, again, some lessons learned early on. I like to make sure I see it because if there's any issues or we need to go back to the customer with anything, I, it's a lot easier to explain it to them if, you know, if, if, if I've laid eyes on it. So yeah. I can fly drones. I have flown them. I've, I've been trained in how to fly all of the systems that we have and uh, have actually flown it. It's just I'm not overly comfortable doing it. So um, no, I anyhow, that that's the answer. So I, yeah, I, I but my job as president, I spend, uh, you know, in the, in the startup company, the the biggest hurdle anyone's going to face is that everything you do, you're doing for the first time. Yeah, and and that goes. You know, today I just signed off on our tax returns and got our K ones out. And that's the first time that that this company has done it. There's a lot of questions and things that haven't been done before. So there's a lot of time, for instance, with that, with the accountant that I won't have to spend next year or right. yeah. conversely, um, working with, working with processors or learning this or learning that everything we, everything you do, every distribution agreement you set up, every NDA you have to execute every, everything that you're doing insurance. I mean, so we spend a lot of time on, on getting all that into place. And, uh, again, our CEO is, is, you know, instrumental, if not in the driving force behind that and all, uh, but I'm, you know, what I'm trying to do is build these new relationships and then make sure in addition to all the boxes being checked, make sure we have the strategic boxes checked as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's what I figured. I was just curious, you know, what your, what your thoughts were on that. So, um, no, that's great. That's awesome. Um, 
so that's that's mainly all of the all the questions I had. And thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I guess before we go, or maybe two things. One thing is, you know, if there's anybody starting a drone service business or thinking about getting into it, maybe what's the one piece of parting advice uh, you would have for them? And then I have one more question after that. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing, but I would I would definitely figure out your niche and where you want to be and then build your business around that. There's all sorts of, there's, there's all sorts of business opportunities that, that we're seeing right now that are coming at us. And it's very easy to get caught up in going this way when you should be going that way or chasing this idea versus chasing that idea. Again, we are a LIDAR firm and, and that's really where we're focusing. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, we are, we do other work as well because, you know, just of economic necessity, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, where, where we spend all of our time is, is on, as a, you know, at least right now on, on the LIDAR and, but because of our relationships with that, we have been able to branch into other opportunities, but every time you do that, it takes your focus away from, from your core business. And so we, yeah. we try to really focus on, on, you know, our, key component, which is the regional sensor, but it would also be foolish not to put the other ones out there. You just have to balance that, that, uh, interplay between the two or between, you know, all business opportunities and your business opportunity. Yeah, no, I think that's smart. And, and, uh, and, you know, like you said, if you are spreading yourself across so many different opportunities, you can never really focus in and become really, really good and the best at the one thing that you're really kind of specialized in, which for you guys sounds like LIDAR. Um, so I think that's, that's good advice. Um, so, uh, and then, so the last question would be if someone wanted to find out, I guess, more about your company or, um, you know, I don't know if you guys are on social media, but maybe, you know, what's a, what's your website and I guess, where can people find out more about you guys? Sure. Uh, our website is www.swampfoxaerial.com. And, uh, we are on social, we do have a social media presence on, I believe, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And we use our LinkedIn for mostly our professional contacts. We use Instagram uh, as sort of a way to attract people to our pilot network. And Facebook, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what we use it for, but I know we have it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's out there for sure. I'm not not on Facebook, so. uh, But I know we we do. (laughs) We do have it. (laughs) Yeah, real quick on the pilot network. So do you guys, I'm just I'm thinking that people will probably be curious about that. Do you guys recruit pilots from different parts of the country to fly with you? Remember you alluded a little bit to that earlier. Do you want to maybe just give us a quick snippet on, on what you're doing there? Yeah. We've, you know, again, and as we said, you know, it's very hard to walk the balance between doing what you want to focus on and doing what you sort of have to do to, or not, I don't want to put it like that, but we, there are some bigger contracts that have come across our desk that we're competing mm-hmm. for in which, you know, we would need more than our two pilots. And gotcha. uh, essentially in that case, we'd be the contractor and, and then we'd look for subcontractors to help us fulfill the work. And so within that pilot network, we we're looking for people who have got, you know, specific experience, be it self owned self power experience or, you know, agricultural experience or, you know, any other of the number of verticals that we've, uh, we've explored, but you know, we're always, if, if you get a big job, there's, you're, you're going to have to go to a lot of freelance guys or to a lot of people who have pilot networks already cobbled together. Um, just 
because of the, the, the way that a lot of these things are spread out. And so, um, they geographically spread out. So yeah. that's, that's what we, that, so that's what we have been sort of recruiting for. And, um, and again, we were, we're hoping, you know, we're, we're hoping we're going to need to put all these people to work here pretty quick in our network, but <laughs> awesome. that's, uh, you know, it's tough, tough chore. So, Cool. Now, if people were interested in checking out that pilot network, maybe like, you know, sending their info to you, do you have a place like a portal where they like apply for that? Or is uh, that... It, on, on our, on our Instagram page on Swampbox Aerials Instagram page, we have a application. I believe that okay. anyone can submit cool. uh, their names and, and uh, we ask for some of their experience, what kind of equipment they're used to working with. Uh, obviously confirming that they have a one Oh seven as well as, uh, maybe providing some deliverables that they have because the deliverables are always the key. Yeah. If cool. you give good deliverables, your clients come back. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Cool. We'll, uh, we'll link all that up too in the, uh, in the notes, uh, to the podcast. So your website and your social media stuff and, and your, uh, pilot network application. So I think that's, that's awesome. And, um, you know, I won't keep you any longer, but I really appreciate you sharing all about your company, what you guys are up to, uh, a lot of great info, and I think you guys are uh, on an awesome path here. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much for including us in this. Yeah, thanks, Tom, and we'll uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Tom Erke. Again, uh, love talking to Tom. Really enjoy these interviews and doing this with all of you. If you would like to be on Season 2 of the Drone to 1K podcast, I would love to have you. We are looking for applicants. Uh, we've had some people apply so far, so thanks for doing that. But if you are making at least $1,000 a month in your drone business uh, and you want to be on the podcast to promote your business or to share what you're doing that's worked for you, uh, we'd love to have you on. So there's a link in the show notes to this podcast uh, that will take you to the form to fill out to be on the podcast for next season. So be sure to do that. Or if you know of someone else who would be a good fit, um, let them know about it and uh, we'd love to have them on. Again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I love how um, so many of you are finding this helpful. It just, it feels really good to be putting things out into the world that are helpful to other people and that they enjoy. Um, So you make me feel good when you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, please sure to let me know why, because I don't want to be wasting my time here. I want to make sure that we're putting out good stuff for you guys. Um, So thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week for another episode on season one of the Drone to 1K podcast. Again, I'm David Young. Thanks. See you next week.